Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the former head of energy supply and security for France is with us, Professor Thierry Bro, professor at Sciences Po in Paris, leading expert on markets, the geopolitics of oil and gas, and energy security. And again, he was uh, with the French Energy Ministry in charge of security of supply. Now, Professor Poe is also a contributor, regular contributor to National Natural Gas World website. Now, also, we heard the other day that France is preparing for zero natural gas from Russia. So it's a difficult time in uh, in Europe. And Professor Bro told us a few weeks ago on this program that he won't be surprised if there are blackouts in Europe this winter. Uh, Thierry, thank you very much for joining us. You were listening to Ambassador Kovalev, what did you get up from the interview? Yes, good afternoon, Roy. Thank you for having me. Uh, what I did get is I'm a bit sad because I think that uh, uh, East Western countries, I mean, the G7, uh, should stick to uh, values and principles. And I'm not so sure that we are sticking to values and principles today. Uh, and uh, as the ambassador stated, I don't think it's only about gas. It's much more about value and principles. Uh, returning the turbine to uh, Russia via Germany may not lead to more gas, and I can elaborate a bit more on this. But uh, I think uh, uh, today Vladimir Putin as the Kremlin is uh, very happy because he has proven again that we can be disunited, and this is where we are weak. And this is what he wants, clearly. So would you expand then a little bit for us on why this won't necessarily lead, this move by Trudeau won't necessarily lead to Russia providing Germany or the rest of Europe with more natural gas? Yes, I think the way we have to look at it is that gas from Russia is playing the uncertainty principle, i.e. they are throwing requests at us each day, and we have to cope with this request. And the outcome of the request doesn't guarantee anything. I'm going to give you two examples. One, uh, a few months ago, we were asked to pay in ruble, which is outside the contract. And we, state, we said yes at the end of the day. And then a few weeks after, it did cut the flow via Nord Stream 1 by 60%. I think that if we had said no, uh, we would have been much stronger and we wouldn't have cut the flows. And, and again, uh, is it going to increase the flow? Maybe not. And we've seen uh, today and the year day before uh, press release from Gazprom saying we don't know when the turbine is going to come back to Russia. We don't know if Siemens is going to uh, service the turbine forever, etc., etc. So at the end of the day, there is a grand scheme in, in, in Moscow. I don't know when he wants to cut gas. I don't expect it to cut it now, but I think he will try to weaponize gas as long as possible and he's going to be stronger in winter. And he feels, clearly, I would imagine, that uh, this is a victory for him to have the Canadian government, to have Mr. Trudeau, send those turbines to uh, to Russia via Germany. I mean, we can say all we want that it's going via Germany. It's just a detour. It's going to Putin. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, you could also think that Germany has other ways to do this. I mean, first of all, remember that Germany has closed some nuclear plants uh, at the uh, end of last year and wants to close its remaining nuclear plant at the end of this year. I mean, we should first perhaps ask Germany to look uh, after itself and to try to provide its own electricity via nuclear, first element. Secondly, uh, 
as the ambassador was saying, I mean, there are ways to ship more gas to Ukraine. And neither Germany nor Russia have alluded to this uh, uh, option. And, and I think it will have been a very simple way for Germany to book extra capacity via Ukraine to pay for this. So this will have been uh, needed money in Ukraine and to say to the Russians, well, sorry, uh, we are now having this book capacity in Ukraine. So please ship the gas that you owe us via Ukraine. And this will have solved the problem. But again, instead, we are weak and disunited. I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. So there are options. Let's say it again. Ukraine's uh, delivery system for gas was available, as the ambassador pointed out, and could have been used to move the Russian natural gas to the European nations that require it, including Germany, which Mr. Trudeau claims to be so concerned about. So Mr. Trudeau might have been able to uh, remember that, or his advisors might have advised him of the fact that there were options other than to returning the, uh, the turbines to, uh, to Putin. Absolutely. And uh, I stick to what the ambassador stated. She is absolutely right. And uh, again, uh, returning the turbine will not mean more gas, I, I, I suspect. I think what Vladimir Putin is right now doing is shipping us the exact minimum amount of gas we need in Europe to power our economy, but not enough to fill up storage. And this is where he's very strong. And, so, and this is where Germany is extremely stressed, because if he cuts further, then some German economy some German manufacturing will need to close down. And this is why they are so stressed. But I think they also need to do a little bit of their home homework, find ways to produce their own energy, and also to try to uh, find solidarity inside Europe. Yeah, as I understand, they have nine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they have nine nuclear plants. They've closed down eight of them, and their plan is to close down the last one and, and then say, well, we need those turbines in order to, for, for Putin to provide us uh, with, with, the, with the natural gas. Do, am I right about those numbers? Yes, I mean, those, those are absolutely right. And this is why I'm, I was stating to you, I mean, we should have asked Germany, and I think it's now coming uh, from the European Union, uh, stop uh, closing nuclear plants, because this is going to be completely insane in the worst ever energy crisis that we've engineered ourselves, you making it even worse, and uh, you showing some uh, disunity vis-à-vis uh, -vis Russia. Cherry, do you have concerns that this is the first domino of the weakening of the sanctions is it now going to be easier for any country, potentially including this one, to compromise the sanctions? Yes, I think, Roy. I mean, why I, I started with uh, value and principle. I think if we don't stick to value and principle, then we are on a very slippery uh, area. And we then may be able to change uh, our own laws, which is not what uh, Ukraine was expecting from us. What about the other uh, European countries? I mean, Germany has been accused of having too close a relationship or having had too close a relationship with Russia for many, many years. Um, but what about the other European nations? Are they, uh, what's the response from them to what's going on now and the clear dissatisfaction with Canada from Ukraine? Well, I think if you're looking at Poland or the Baltics, uh, they were aware of this risk and uh, they, they are able to cope without Russian gas any longer. So they've done their homework and so they are much more resilient. Uh, I think Germany is a bit of a, of a very special case because they are very dependent on Russia and also 
what people are not knowing. They get their gas for cheaper under market price. And so this is why the German economy is uh, hooked, if I can say, to this cheap Russian gas. And so this is why they, they in fact, have very little option, because any other option will be more expensive, and maybe the German economy isn't going to flourish as it used to in the old days when they were getting cheap Russian gas. And this is where I think Germany needs to think about its uh, uh, energy uh, history and also its uh, model, economical yeah. model. You're one of the leading experts in the world on uh, geopolitics, on markets, oil and gas, and energy security. This country, Canada, was a few years ago expected to become, if not the number one nation, certainly one of the top two or three nations of the world, providing the rest of the world with the natural gas and the oil that's still required. And here we are sitting on the sidelines with no infrastructure to help our European allies. Mr. Trudeau claims to be concerned, so concerned about. We dropped the ball here as well. Yes, that's the irony of the story. I mean, you're returning turbines to Russia to produce more gas, perhaps, while you could have produced it yourself. Yeah, in, in huge quantities. Uh, how does this all, uh, final question for you, Thierry, how does this all, how does this all end? Well, it's going to end with a massive recession in Europe. As I stated, I mean, if Vladimir Putin cut all uh, Russian gas to Europe, half of the industry in Europe will have to close down. And this means that uh, Germany isn't going to produce as much uh, a car that it used to. And, and this is what I think we will face. Not today. I don't think he will do this today. But he will do this in uh, the coming months and perhaps more likely in winter versus summer. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 